Oh, shit. Hey, he's getting it. Is that a dog, dance? man? That shit was... What's up, you white dog? Uh-uh. We back. What's up? We out here. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's up, Wilson? You all right, my friend? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, this is, of course, obviously, you fucking morons. The hit. The shit. The motherfucking fire. The art itself. The podcast known as Teach. These. Devils. That's uh, right. Uh, young man. Young man. Young man. Benny Youngman, born in 1912, was always struggling to find a new way to find pop art. See now, and his, his mother always went to the store to pick up cigarettes. It's terrible. She, she smoked and she smoked every day. And she said, did you want to smoke? I said, I don't want to smoke. I don't smoke. No, no, no. no. See. No, but uh, I lost it. <laughs> That's all we had. Ladies and gentlemen. There's good and bueno, see. <laughs> bueno, eh? Come up here. Come here. Good and bueno is good. How can I help you? <laughs> it's good. I don't need no help. I don't need anything. anything. It's like a person could be genuinely trying to help an old Puerto Rican guy, but he never needs the help. He never needs help. He doesn't want your help. You say, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, I'm good see? No, 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 no. See, I go. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, it is me, your boy, the Jabster, the Manic God, the Kanye West of Cleveland. Sitting a kitty corner from me, akimbo, is obviously the Condor himself, Wilson Chavo Rivera. Ah, uh, 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 indeed, young man. What's good? Super producer, in-house Yakubian extraordinaire, is here, ladies and gentlemen. He's please, back. please give a round of applause in your home. We will wait for you to clap for the one, the only. The overpriced Russell McCann. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No, he's it's, not overpriced. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. He's priced fairly. I would say underpriced. God damn it, you're right. <laughs> I mean, if it was me, if it was a photo that I took, I would be worth double that because of my prestige. Exactly. However, I don't do that anymore. If it were a photo of my body, oh, it'd be priceless. <laughs> you ain't lying. Visit our Patreon to see... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Wilson's booty hole spread <laughs> open. Just bust it out. Paint, all, paint all, all over. Paint all up on my butt. It's gray paint. No, but I did. We did say on another show of ours. Uh, my price is thirty thousand dollars. You would suck or fuck anything? No. Then what are you talking about? That's just my price. And that's how much you cost. Yes. That's expensive. I know. Okay, I'll do it for ten dollars. And we're friends. What? Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just like making shit weird. As you can hear, the Jebster still has a bit of a tickle in his throat. Yeah, what happened to you, man? You got you got a cold? I got bronchitis, but I don't believe in hospitals. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm one of those dads that doesn't give their kids shots. Like your kid's going to get a fucking, he's going to dislocate he's gonna his wrist rubella. and you're going to put it in his... <laughs> You just some got, super old disease that we can cure in like my kids got full 15 blown minutes. Polio. <laughs> and then you're just like, no, man, I'm not going to take him to the hospital. No, what do I look like? Some kind of idiot? I'm going to let him shoot a chip into my kid? Not on this day. <laughs> you're just not, I don't you're want not them to track garlic. my I used to work Who, with me? this kid. Yeah, you're not eating enough garlic. Because I'll be doing a lot of kissing. You got to be eating that whole <laughs> clothes of garlic. That'll, that'll cure what ails you. I knew this one kid I worked with, and his thing was like he wanted to live in the wilderness, and he didn't have I any. Do that. He didn't have any social media accounts because he's like, I. I just don't like the idea of being a statistic. Well, he had a phone, though, didn't he? 
Yeah, he had a phone, so but what? I just felt like he was like one of those conspiracy dudes. Like he's living in the cabin, but he's got a web of pages. We well, should align. all be one of those conspiracy dudes. I don't know if you guys figured no, it out. No, that's yet. a lot of time and no, I don't have a yarn budget for that. You know, pins, <laughs> cork board. <laughs> we can't even schedule a fucking. We can't even schedule a fucking guest a week ahead of time. How the fuck are we going to be able to draw a conspiracy Listen, matrix? If I wasn't having a great day yesterday, maybe I wouldn't have bailed on the guest. I don't know. It's like shit happens, man. But we need to whatever. You were watching the Browns and you watched the Browns lose, and we couldn't do a podcast because yeah, you like had time huff, because dude. you but had hope. Oh, you did, you did the much, halftime huff? I did, did way too much maximum impact, and I was my thoughts were just <laughs> that explains the tickle in your throat. No, man, it's all that silver rustoleum you've been <laughs> imbibing. Why would you ever think I would use silver? Gold is the best, Rustin. Everyone fucking knows that. Jesus Christ. Here on Teach These Devils, we're starting Kickstarter to supply me with a limitless supply of gold spray paint. That's right. Gold spray paint's the best. For all your huffing needs. you see an 18-year-old kid buying spray paint, ask him for a puff on that huff. This episode is brought to you by Rust-Oleum. Puff up. Huff that, uh, puff that huff. Not just for your furniture, it's also for your lungs. <laughs> Man, oh, sponsor alert, sponsor news. I think that good chicken is on its way back. Oh, Shout out man, Ferris. Ferris, please open. open. Please open back up for the love. We need that good chicken. Allah, dude. I need it for my belly. No, in the winter, especially. In dude, I said the other day, I was like, man, I fuck with Ferris so hard. Like, if I saw someone in there putting on a suicide vest, like, fuck it, I'm a terrorist now, too. I'm in Hezbollah. I don't give a fuck. I'm about it. I, nothing's going to stop me from getting that good chicken. Hey, Even man. fucking infidels that must die. That's the thing, though. You got to align yourself with the chicken because, uh, you know, you know, empires rise and fall, but the land, she's forever. Yup. Yup. It's beautiful. True. <laughs> Speaking truths. Well, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's right. That good chicken. <laughs> That's how good the chicken is. It will um, make you join Hezbollah. It'll cause treason. Yeah. <laughs> Commit treason. treason. I mean, America's Commit. not going that fucking great anyway right now. Treason's I mean, real the president's right committing treason, so why not? Why, we, not why, don't, why don't we looks do it? It looks fun. I, and I am the county. That looks like with. a headache. No, and Kanye West doesn't, he doesn't commit any treasons. He's just stupid. You guys are looking at him. But he's not stupid. Head, yeah. He's just having like a fucking, some sort of weird mental breakdown. Nah, he, mm, I think you were right on the stupid. You think that's stupid? I think he could it's potentially like, be stupid. It's not like he like But you learn- don't like start off smartly. Like, he was a pretty... Smart guy. He's smart he had, on beats, had, you know. He's I trust him well, on no, beats. Well, no, you listen to his other interviews Beat previously, genius. and he had like he would say things. He was less erratic. George Bush like doesn't care about black people. Like, yeah, that was the most sense anyone ever made. That's in true. That time. Honestly, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But Taylor Swift, please sit the fuck down. <laughs> the second. <laughs> second. He had a point. Beyonce had the best video of all time. He had a point. All time. I think that uh, he let Donald Trump see his wife's boobs, which is like, that's high praise. You know, maybe Kim wears the pants in that relationship. I doubt it. Maybe I, he's into pegging. You, you know, know I no, I mean, we don't slut shame here. You know who I think wears the pants in that relationship? Chris Kardashian. Finger in the booty's ass, bitch. <laughs> you love bringing that up. Love bringing that up. When you are banging some of the finest Yakubi and big booty white women on the planet, maybe she, you want to put a finger in the booty. she white? Butt. Whatever, fine. You put a finger in the booty's ass, but I'm not judging him based on that. I'm saying, like, he said the pegging thing, and Amber Rose called him out for being a finger in the booty ass, baby. Well, if I was fucking Amber Rose for a long duration of time, maybe I would want her to put a finger in my booty because I'd be like, damn, this is like, your giant ass is super boring. Your giant ass is super boring. Your giant ass is super boring. 
I, what? Uh, that seems majorly off brand for you. Who, me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> See, you might be sinking too deep into this Kanye thing. Pretty soon you're going to start thinking Tommy Lauren's attractive. and uh, I would fuck her. If and I don't want to. Jesus Christ. Redacted. I would You'd, you would have hate relations. If I, how else is she going to shut up? Consensual hate relations. Hate relations, yes. Because hate relations almost sounds worse. She's, I would fuck, though. I definitely would. Tommy Lauren, 9 out of 10. SE Cup also would fuck. Another Who? dirty Republican bitch. You guys don't watch enough Meet the Press to know anything about that. SC Cup is fucking this redhead, like, stupid, staunch Republican that I would totally stup. You stup her? I'd like to do a three with her and Tommy Lauren. Oh, no. It'd be hot. You just only Then beat. they would just be, like, talking about, like, fucking, like, campaign finance reform, and I'd just be beating, like, mad, dude. Just beating my meat. Talking about, yeah, say it. Say it. That's an alternative fact. Oh! Oh, get down on the ground. Get on the ground. We've gone too far. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I think we just went right to the edge. I felt my toes slip over. Now I'm walking backwards. For the audience at home, Wilson and I are just looking at each other. Open mouth. <laughs> Open a, mouth. A gape. a gape. And that's not even because I'm high. It's not. We didn't even do any drugs. Which we never do drugs here on Teach Yourself. Yeah, because this never. is a family program. We teach devils. We don't do drugs. Yeah, you fucking hounds. I wonder. Shout out to the plug. <laughs> Redacted. No, it's been pretty. Fucking speaking of presidents, though, it's a fucking that guy. It's been a crazy week. So what did he say? He was at the UN or the, what mm. was it? The national. And then he said, "This this administration has achieved more than any other administration before that." It's like, you didn't. are you serious, nigga? <laughs> Are you, are, where are you? I, what scares <laughs> me is that... I always feel like some dude, like, even if they're not here, some Trump person I know is just going to message me on Facebook. It's like, you're fucking lying, like, right now without even having heard the podcast. They already know. Because they just What scares out. you, Rustin? Uh, the... I'm going to say what scares me we, for real. We, you know, Kim, Kim wrote me some beautiful letters, and we fell in love about the despot leader of North Korea. Yeah. And him are, like, best friends now. I know, right? And that is scary. I was telling my dad, I was like, his idea is probably to make us exactly like that. A country with no fucking lights, no dogs, no birds, fucking grocery stores filled with nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Grocery stores filled with cardboard fruit and nothing but our hopes and dreams deep down in our fucking bellies trying to keep us full. Oh, man. Concentration camp for kids. I love it. (laughs) I'm going to say that, dude. If he ever tries that shit, the fury of Puerto Rican mothers will rise like he had never seen before. Wait till you get them Jamaican mothers involved. Two, yeah. Hmm. You get all the Caribbean mothers together as one. The Caribbean West connection. West Indian connection. That would, the Caribbean connection would be the most dangerous gang on the planet if only comprised hmm. of Caribbean women. Hmm. The Caribbean men are also scary, but Caribbean women you have like You can't do much fighting in sandals. <laughs> no, but you can argue. <laughs> Let me fix that car there. Like just a Puerto Rican lady freaking out. Dude, you're just overwhelmed with words. You can't even. There's no fighting. Yeah. It's true. I've been yelled at by a Puerto Rican woman. Puerto Rican? Puerto Rican woman. Puerto Rican woman. Puerto Rican woman. Puerto Rican woman. Yeah, Puerto Rican woman. We're rubbing off on Rustin. He's just slurring now. Oh, my God. Rustin McCann, tell us about your exploits as a famed photographer and badass motherfucker out here taking these shots. Oh, that's pretty. You know, I couldn't be on the show last week because I was shooting that wedding. Oh, no, that was Curtis Cook. No, you're shooting Curtis Cook. That's right. 
uh, as a photographer. As a photographer. Not as a white person shooting a black That's person. That's correct. As a, I know. I always get, uh, <laughs> like, every year that passes, I'm always like, I can't even say I shot something anymore. I have to say, like. I took photographs I took of. photographs of. Because it's like, yeah. I was just in the club shooting some stuff, you know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty lit. Russell's in the down at the gay club shooting. Uh, oh wait, uh, how do think yearbook photographers feel? <laughs> Creepy. I'm shooting the school tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> River. Gotta stop right there. So tell us, uh, tell us the story. Uh, you what? You shot Curtis Cook. What else have you been shooting? I shot a wedding over the weekend. That was real the fun. The Tommen wedding. The Tommen wedding. Shout out! Congratulations Shout out. on your blessed union. Thanks for the invite, Whitey. It was fun. It was a fun time. You know, it's, uh, I didn't used to like it when I had a day job shooting a wedding, but now that I don't and it's full time, it's fun because everyone's having a great time. You just look you for those to, moments. You get to kind of yeah, you get to capture those moments. Exactly. The tales of freelance. Rustin McCain is here with us on the show. I did. Uh, I'm doing an article on Laura Wimbles who also mm. does photography, and she was talking about that where she when she was doing freelance off of like not have like when she didn't have a job, it was a lot more. You know, you, you take on the job. It's trying, but when you take on jobs, you're more willing to take on those jobs because you don't have to think like, oh, I got to wake up at six o'clock yeah. tomorrow yeah. and open whatever store you're working at or be in the office. But it's a different headspace. Like, you know, like I'm shooting, you know, I shot the pre-engagement or the pre-wedding like party on Friday and then uh-huh. we, and I shot the wedding and reception on Saturday. And then Sunday I dumped all the cards and I made my first pass and then I was like, but now I feel empty. I don't have anything. Now you're just waiting for the next job. Well, it's like, no, it's like, it's more like, you know, like you're so filled with purpose when you're shooting that uh, when that's done, it's like a real weird kind of come down. Interesting. Because you, you know, you're, you're like, when you're a photographer, you spend so much energy looking for moments to capture. And so then when that's over, you have to kind of like go back to being a normal person. Yeah. And that it's hard to do, you know, you want to stay in that creative space. If you're in a band, I'm sure it's similar. You know, if you have a show to come down from mm-hmm. a show or mm-hmm. as a comic yeah. coming down from being on stage. See, I didn't mind the come down from being on stage. Cause it was like, especially with comedy. Cause it was like, Oh, I'm finally over that like hour and a half of crimping anxiety. James, you've seen me at shows. I yeah, fucking walk around and chain different, smoke. Different thing going on in there. in that mind of yours, it's but for normals, normal broken people like me. What do you, what do you, what do you, you know, I'm not a normal broken person. I'm you're just like, I'm like a warp, I'm more your broken never person. Your mother you as a kid, so you're definitely, you've got some stuff going on. But you're going to work through it. I believe in you. Why are you always going to bring that up? Because it's a part, huge part of your life. <laughs> it's not that big of a part of my life. Keep telling yourself that and it'll go away. You just want me to repeat it. You just want me to repeat it. What? Repeat what? My mother never hugged me Aww. as a kid. Aww. That's so sad. See, this is why you guys need a soundboard, because then you can just have that clip. My <laughs> mother never hugged me as a kid. <laughs> I still like every time, like, okay, so we could be out somewhere with new people and James will just bring that up. Your mother like in front of me. Kid. Like, well, now it's trivia, you know? It's pod trivia. It's just like, it's oh, here's this thing universe. about Wilson. He, he never, like, man, that has nothing to do with who I am. I just, I want to be good at what I do. And so I hate the idea of Your mom never embraced failing. you. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I hate the idea of failing. I hate the feeling post after. Like we would play shows and someone would fuck up or I would fuck up and I would notice. You lose. And it. I was pissed off the rest not the rest of the set. The set I would well, go so, through. And but after the show was over, I would That stems from a place where like I don't know about you, but whenever I would do like T ball or something as a youth them and I didn't get a home run or I got I struck out, my mom would always run up to me and hug me and say, Good job, son. Embrace me. 
You never had that, so you're struggling to get better. And we're going to work through it, man. We're going to get... Th- I'll hug you right now. Where's my approval? <laughs> it's not here. Work harder. No, it's going to be sweet. I can't wait to have kids, and when they try to cuddle up, I'm like, get off of me, dude. Yeah, you, that's exactly the right move. <laughs> yeah, just repeat the sins of the father, or Jesus Christ will say. <laughs> I haven't learned anything on teaching. Hey, you know he was working, man. That's why my kids are going to be white, so they don't have any problems when they grow up. Oh, Just my like kids Michael are going to have so kids. many problems because they're going to have a white loving mother and a Puerto Rican dismissive father. And I'm, I'm going to be present, but I'm not. Just is not going to let you not hug those kids. I know. She's going to stand in You're going to hug those kids. Out, I found out I love babies. Like, I, my sister's baby, like... I enjoy. Like, they're designed. I enjoyed to just hold that. Babies are designed to be fucking lovable. Otherwise, we just leave them in the fucking trash. Uh, have you ever seen an ugly baby before? Yeah, every day. But you still gotta love that baby. Maybe. Yeah, if it's ugly, it doesn't help. I've seen some cute ass babies. Though. I've seen I'm some ugly kidding. motherfucking babies too. Let me tell you, dude. My one cousin. No hugs. My one cousin. His baby's got a big ass head. It's the oh, biggest man. head you ever. You have big head babies. They got the loose neck. Those are the funny. Those are funny babies. Those big head babies. I big know because it looks like the body is just trying. Like they look like old men when they're trying to figure out how to move, and it's just they're they're they move their head and the body weight. The body shifts, shifts with the weight of the head. You guys ever you guys ever known someone that's really attractive and their baby is hideous? Yeah. No, I have. Yeah. It's sad. Two ugly people make beautiful babies. It's true. The uglier the parents, the more handsome the baby. That's why I'm so concerned about the looks of my little seed. My, my parents are beautiful, and I'm beautiful. Wilson, I don't know. I mean, your dad does look like Steve Harvey, and your mom looks like... Uh, like a cool Steve Harvey, though. Like a cool Steve Harvey. Your mom looks like a, a, a young Selena. And oh. My mom doesn't look like a young Selena. I was just struggling for uh, an important uh, Puerto Rican That woman? She's Mexican. <laughs> Selena, Selena's mm. is Mexican. J-Lo did... No, Jennifer Lopez played her. Jennifer Lopez is Puerto Jennifer Rican. Lopez, great ass... Don't do this with me right now. I want to apologize. Yeah, Jason's got a great ass. A Jason. Oh wait, Jason. Uh, Freddy and Slip. No, I was. I meant. Um, who's the other horror guy? Freddy and Slip. Jason Voorhees. You, you're looking at Jason's yeeks. You looking at Jason Voorhees? Which one's butt? the? Which How one? fast are you that you can get? No, it's, I'm thinking Jason. Halloween. Halloween. Oh, who's that's that? Michael Myers. Yeah, Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. Jennifer yeah. Lopez. I'm, not the I ruined not. That. I ruined that meme reference. Not I'm the sorry. not funny one. Huh? Because, you know, J-Lo with the... Uh... No, that was Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah. It's Halloween Yeah, she almost. was wearing a Jason Voorhees mask. That's right. Oh, man, I'm all over the place. Just redact that person. whole section for me, would you? The caucasity of that statement. I'm going to this whole episode. I don't think we're going to have one this week. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to what I was saying about... Uh, don't you, you know, you can't let the perfect be the enemy of the good in creative fields. Because the audience doesn't know... Oh yeah, no, I've got over that with music yeah. real fast. It's just with comedy, I don't. With get comedy, over it. the audience knows a little bit more. No, they don't. Oh, no, no, no comedy shit. is direct. The trick with comedy is none of them are fucking brave enough to go up there, so they might as well just shut the fuck up and listen. That was, uh, I think, uh, one time we did a show together, and some guy said something. To you. He was talking during your set, and it, I don't know what happened, but you were just like, you have one of those moments where you I'm just sick, set man. off. Yeah, I'll go. No, this was at Boots like years ago. I will turn into a fucking hydrogen bomb. You're like, you're like, hey, you. And then he like turned around. He's like, what? And I'm like, I think you said, you're like, you gonna come up here and say something? What'd you do today? It's like nothing. He's like, exactly. So shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy that I said that. He's like, exactly. You ain't got nothing interesting to say. So shut the fuck up. I'm a genius. It was, dude. Yeah, you kind of got. You brought everybody in real quick. I'm the manic god, man. 
What can I say? And like I was in a dark place, but you want to talk about dark, boy? Are we talking dark about 2015 then? boots? Shit, man! I was fucking. There was no help for Dude, me. That was like just. It was either just. Well, I was. I wasn't dating. I met you before I was dating Jess. Mm. Yeah, because we met. We met at booths in two thousand like two thousand fourteen or two thousand fifteen. Right, fourteen. Fourteen, because it was right when I moved back to Lakewood. I didn't start dating Jess. I've been dating Jess for like. Three, I moved to three, Lakewood three, in fourteen, and Boots. I was like so excited because Boots was right down the street from my house. No, so. we both lived right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I fucked with Boots heavy, and um, that yeah, was a man. fun mic. It was a really good mic. I don't know how that was, it was, that so was good. cute. It was a good time. Yeah, I mean, a, dude, you'd even have people from out of town. Like back room some guys is always would, a good time. Yeah, Hell whenever yeah, you have a back room. bar at a bar, it's always a good place it's a for a show. Spot. And it's uh, and you know the cameras don't work. Back it was there. cool though. You'd have like. You'd have like fucking people stop in and stuff from out of town, like guys doing yeah. hilarities and shit that day. That was the weirdest part because like people from like that were doing this hilarity circuit or whatever, like that Thursday night, they would show up there sometimes. Like, yeah, because it was a popping ass mic. It was just a great time. Yeah, we'd all go there. I mean, we room. closed out the bar pretty much every time On the we reg. did it. Yeah, every shout Thursday. Out Natalie. Yeah, shout out Natalie Campanella. Well, you know that's a uh, we as we say on Teach These Devils. Mm-hmm. If you joke, you broke. You broke. Who hurt you, James Earl Brassfield? Who hurt me, white women? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yep, show thing. I'm not ashamed to say it. Apparently, it was my mother. It was. I like how I say that, and I sound like Norman Bates. It was my mother. mother. <laughs> Mama? Mother? Mama? No, yeah, I think man. just being the one Puerto Rican kid who listened to rock music. No, man, like, I've never wanted for anything my whole life except for the love of good old-fashioned white women, and goddammit, they didn't break me trying to get it. But I'll tell you this much, I don't care. (laughs) He's okay, guys, I promise. (laughs) That's real. That's my real life. That was real good. That's my real life. That's how you know I'm sick. Like, also, please don't open that. (laughs) Are you home? Are you home? Because I'm already here. Come to my quarters. I must feed. (laughs) You don't even need the fucking effect anymore. It's not an effect ever. Hello. Welcome to Teach These Devils. That's right. If it's Wednesday, it's Teach These Devils. What? For oh, spawn. No. That's just the demon in me. <laughs> I just got to get it out. I need some sage. I like these. I like this Halloween themed. Uh, this themed episode. Yeah. This is just my regular voice. Wilson's got an orange uh, pumpkin, cardigan. almost Dope. colored. Dope cardigan. 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 I call it. It's a cream, orange cream color. Get your old lady to sew that up, my guy. Get her to sew that little shoulder patch up. I like it. It's got character. With yeah, I kind of like that. It's uh, fucked up because people were like, "Oh, he's fucked up. I should leave him alone." <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Um. <laughs> I like. I enjoy that. I've seen you. I've seen you walking on the street like when no one is like noticing you, man? and I'm looking at it and I'm like, you "Who's got that spaghetti you man?" You got that speed of like I got somewhere to be, and you combine that with like a slightly uh, roughed Torn up wardrobe? cardigan, and it's like you. Nobody's talking. Nobody's asking him for a cigarette. Yeah, a cigarette. Well, that's that's. Yo, I, yo, man. Yo, yo, man. Can I holler at you? I got I went up. I grew up on the east side. And so I spent I've spent some time downtown. I've worked downtown for a few years, mm. and yeah, I've, that's that's my thing. Like a guy, a guy came up to me at like five thirty in the morning because that's when I go to work, and he's like, "Hey, man," and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Why you gotta be so mean?" I'm like, "I'm going to." You fuck told him. us on the last one. 
Oh yeah, I was like yeah. going to fucking work. We talk about the same thing what on this it, podcast. Let me, well, no, I didn't even. I thought that was like a week ago. It that was to a me. week ago, nigga. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it talks, dude. That shit happens to me more frequently than I think, now, though. What do they say to you? Because every time for me, it's hey, big man. And it's I'm a, hey, big and man. You get that too. I get, I get hey, big man. Everybody like, gets hey, like, big man. But I, I, I hey, big man. At the I get hit, I get hey, big man. And I'm like, what? What are you selling? Like it's no, I can't take any of that That's seriously. What you say? No, I'm just like what? But, like you know, it's, it's always like, a cigarette. Like hey, I big got, man. I got hey big man outside a uh, class last night, and this guy is older black gentleman in a cowboy hat. He goes, hey, oh big man, that guy's all I right. Go, yes, he's he says, cool. You got a cigarette? I said, I'm limited, and then I turned around and smoked my cigarette. <laughs> He's, he's all right. He's all right, dude. I got a cigarette, there. and I'm keeping the motherfucker, but, too. Oh, you're your father's son, I know. See, what I, what I oh, like no. is the children will be like, hey, how tall are you? They'll, they won't, that's, that's all they'll say. Hey, how tall hey, are you? how tall are you? Ten feet, motherfucker. And I was like, what? Oh, uh, six four. You know? you're, you're not six the four. Six three and a half. I round up. I'm six three, you white dog. I'm taller than you. No, you're not. I am. I'm six three. Well, we can we can measure later, all right? We'll measure here in the that'll break. be on the that'll be for the sponsored content on the Patreon. That's right. I don't know if you guys know this, but we do have a Patreon and a GoFundMe started. The GoFundMe is to buy my bride from Sweden. She's in daycare, but we're gonna wait until Ooh. she's old enough. I just want enough of that to get the new Spider-Man game. You haven't got the new Spider-Man game yet? Not yet. Nigga, you living in video game poverty. I can't believe you put the new Spider-Man. I'm not living in video game poverty. I just have to. I, I, it was a conscious decision. I've been, I've been trying to fight myself from buying that motherfucking game. Hey, I got a great idea. Why don't you play that on World of Men on Thursday nights? Well, live. we got to do that. We got to get the PlayStation in there. You know? I think Instead of playing be fine goddamn with PlayStation. Be fine with board it. games for the goddamn Nintendo. I hate that shit. I hate board I games. I do not care what you Wilson. hate. Wilson! I do not care. I understand that I you love Curia them. I feel Chronicles was kind of boring. See? Oh, yeah. It's a game See? you play by yourself, for sure. It's just for babies. It's just a new game, so yeah, you yeah, get yeah. to watch it. I love violence and death. That's what sustains I really like me. that SimCity clone. Cities? But you don't skylines? do anything that involves any of those I things. I love killing. <sighs> I've never seen you play video games. Right, let's open up this bag, man. People. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Don't go in there. Why? <laughs> Stop crying. Oh, sorry, everyone. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Sheol, the abode of the dead. That's where I send all my victims. Secondly, it's also brought to you by Ferris. Please open soon. Please, for the love of God. Shout out to Gourmand's Deli. Get there from fucking 7 to 2 p.m. Weekdays only, you fucking idiots. I've never been there. Go there. You don't have a job. Um, it's going to be so <laughs> How good. dare you? I was just kidding. No. When we get back, we're going to talk more about Rustin freelancing, taking his career into his own hands. What's it really like? How far are you in right now? Debt-wise? 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 No, I mean like- Years. Into, to freelancing. It's been a year, and a, a year and a little bit. See? So, the last time you were on the podcast was probably about- Eight months ago. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that when we get back. Also, I'm going to give Wilson a hug during the break. Man, you ain't even going to talk about shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back here on That Teach sounds like somebody devils. don't want no hug. He doesn't. But he does. He just doesn't know it yet. He can it. He can it. He can it. A swing better. Uh. We just got done watching A League of Their Own, and boy, am I more respectful of women. It's a great movie. So in honor of all the women we care about out there, we're going to play this Charlie Wilson song. <laughs> hey, baby, are you there? It's Charlie, Charlie Wilson. Hey, girl. 
What you doing? My name is Charlie. Last name Wilson. Wondering if I was creeping you out. <laughs> First name Wilson is here. Definitely not creeping. It's me like out. that's the thing. This is a hilarious thing about Charlie Wilson in that song. It's like he's like a fifty-year-old dude in the club trying to a holler. black gentleman. Fifty-year-old man in the club trying to. There's holler nothing at wrong me. with being a fifty-year-old man in the club. I'm quite close to that myself. I think if you're fifty, holler? you can holler at like thirty-five and up and below. Mm. Half your age, half your age plus seven. Wasn't he no. in the Commodores? What was what group was he in? I'm not familiar with the other works of Mr. Wilson, but I'm sure you can keep us abreast. Okay, right I'll, I'll as be, we go on. in with our dear friend and super producer Rustin McCann. Hello. The eyes and ears behind Teach These Media. That's right. We're conglomerating you fucking worms. I love a conglomeration. Rustin, you've been you've been freelancing for about a year and a half now. You see, Gap Band. Oh, I like them. Oh, Gap Band's good. They're quite good. Yeah. When you're listening to the Gap Band in your free time, mm-hmm. how do you plot your next move between shows? Oh, I'm sorry, bookings. Bookings. Well, uh, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, so much social media. A lot of media socially. Um, always going through. You know. I got my big computer where I'm just all the media is stored, grinding, and so I'm just always going through that, uh, looking for the best shots. I'm trying to right now. I'm trying to keep my uh, get my portfolio tight because right now it's not a word of mouth. You know, like people who have worked with me love my stuff, but I of course I, I don't know how. To, I, I'm real slow to be like oh that like stuff that I like of my work. I don't know necessarily that other people are gonna like. So yeah. I, I like being in a position where. Uh, someone's like, oh, I like your style. I want to hire you for this thing. And, and I, I need to see you all nude. That stuff. Well, they don't usually want to see me nude. Oh, you, you? they want you to see them nude? Sometimes. That's cool. Uh, it's, but it's usually more like an event or a, a, a stage show, a wedding. Um, I'd like to get into more commercial work, you know, um, bars or uh, venues that want to advertise. It's hard to uh, explain that marketing is a thing to certain businesses that they ought to be paying for, you know, a uh, professional as opposed to like their friend with an iPhone or something like that. But huh. on the flip side, I mean, I don't, I'm not a hater in that respect at all because the history of photography, and I think I've talked about this before, but the yeah. history of photography is all about like making, you know, image making uh, easier for everyone. Yeah. But then it, it's right? all about differentiating like what you're good at and all that now, jazz. Now, as a photographer, Rustin, mm-hmm. I must say that I've just uh, recently acquired a brand new iPhone because my broken phone isn't the phone that I deserve any longer. Sure. So I have a brand new, a new one. You got a new phone, young man? Got that man? new shit, young man. God I could damn. Take, I got portrait mode on this bitch. Great, oh, great little shit. camera. But, um, I remember Wernowski was taking pictures everywhere. Past guests, shout out Chris Wernowski, um, was taking pictures everywhere. He's a, He's got a good eye. You know, he... he, he uh, I think he's always showing me his photos, like to be like, "Hey, is this suck?" This look? And I'm like, "No, it's good." I mean, I'm pretty good at pictures as well. Sure, but like I used to do when I was in high school, I shot on black and white with a Walmart camera that had like its own manual zoom. I thought that was all you needed. Nice, it is all you need. And I just love taking pictures. Like I have some somewhere. Maybe I'll show you some before we leave. I never got into taking pictures. I've gotten into taking weird videos of myself no or weird pictures of myself. But the main thing I realized when I was taking pictures is that, like, if it's worth remembering, you shouldn't need a picture, A. B, I'm not good enough, I feel like, to take pictures of stuff for money of any kind. So it's like, having went to Cranbrook, that's a private school. Is it delicious juice being, as well? Being the main the main protagonist in 8 Mile. Sure. And also a killer stellar photographer. Where do you see the iPhone in the future of photography, my friend? 
Well, you know, uh, it's all about the democratization of image making. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a problem with everyone being able to take their high quality photos, you know, but the difference between, so it just really, really what changes between taking a high quality photo and like taking a photo in terms of like, that's, you can have a camera that's high quality, but if, what is it, what does the picture say? Well, exactly. And it's the same thing, you know, it's like, you know, there's, there's like, you know, there's these prestige, like panic at the disco. And then there's like world parade. You're not here. I just took a picture of Rustin with my phone, and it's fucking great. I'm a star. I'm a fucking that's that's high level shit. Am I wrong? It's, I mean, it's pretty good. I mean, what's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong with this image, which we will use? Up oh, too late. I'm getting texts from white women. There you go. See, you heard his Kanye, but his Kanye came back. Well, the other thing is, it's like you know, the equipment is not what makes someone good. Yeah. You know, so the fact that there's good equipment that's more available to everybody doesn't mean that there's better. Pictures Work being taken. There. There's yeah. always like there's always that thing with bands coming up where it's like, oh, these kids' parents bought them really good equipment. Yeah. Well, so are you gonna comment on the depth of field? Because I'm gonna tell you to shut the fuck up. I'm a professional. This is a great no, photo. I would, honest, you know what? That photo feels honestly, like baby I, looking shit. Look at that photo. I would say I don't know what's important in that photo. Nothing, because you're in it. Perfect. Burned him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but it's one of those things where like you know you have these prestige brands like Leica. Uh, mm-hmm. Zeiss, Hasselblad. Shout you know, out to Zeiss, the sponsor. These are these are brands that you know in the photo community carry a lot of weight, but it's really just that they're expensive, you yeah. know. And so, like the joke is in the industry is it's always like a been over a squire, like guitar. Well, and it's also it. like you know it's always like doctors, lawyers, dentists yeah. always had this high end equipment because they could afford it. But does that make them a good photographer? Not necessarily. It just means that they have good equipment. But on the flip side, I also know people who. You know, a good friend of mine is a is a dentist who has some of this high end equipment who is an excellent photographer. You know, so just because you have good gear doesn't make you good. Just because yeah. you don't have good gear doesn't make you not good. You True. know, the quality of the equipment uh, is only part of the equation. It's always so about the eye, the ability to tell a story visually, uh, the ability to you know. For me, I feel like you know, it's hard for me to even honestly. I don't know what's good about my work, you know, like I know what I like about it. But when other people tell me that that's a great image, uh, you know, my thing is always about trying to find like authentic moments uh, when people are kind of don't notice necessarily that I'm taking. I never know. There's only one picture that is like maybe there's a couple pictures that I know you're taking pictures, but like the ones you'd normally post, I'm just like, oh. Why are people so uncomfortable with having their photograph taken? Well, it's, it depends on who it is. Well, you know, they, you don't know how you'll be depicted, you know? And if people... And so part of, you know, part of being a good photographer is communicating to somebody that you're, the picture you took of them is going to be a good picture. Some people don't care about that. Yeah. You know, like if you look at like a Bruce Gilden or something like that, you know, a lot of these street photographers, that's not part of it. It's all about getting a good picture, but not necessarily about portraying the subject uh, favorably. Yeah. You know, um, my whole thing is, and I used to be pretty aggressive in the way I uh, Spread your butt, he would yell. Well, not like that. But just, you know, getting, getting really <laughs> Look close. me in the eye. Don't look at her, look at me. You know, just getting up in people's business, you know, yeah. to get that shot. And I don't do that really much anymore. I'm not good at this because every picture I've taken, you make some fucked up face in it, dude. I'm not a photographer. But, you know, the other thing is, like, you know, you got to be shooting and you have to, it's also the post-production. It's also... Always be shooting. Always be shooting. It's taking... 
pictures. We gotta be we gotta be careful when we say shooting. Get these your days. Armalite AR-15 Canon camera and pump shot after shot. That's how I always felt uh, when I was in a band. Was we would practice one to two times a week, but go aim for two. But we would be in the practice space for three. Uh, like it was like working a day. Like you'd go to work and I'd work for eight hours, and then I would work. It'd be like a half day, so I'd work five hours as opposed to that mm-hmm. like you just kind of constantly have to be doing something like, well it's the practicing it's the yeah. knowing the it's cause and effect the parts, of things yeah. you know like if i if i make these changes this will affect the image in this way and it was even like that with doing comedy like we did shows every night for a while when i used to do comedy heavy um stand up you still yeah. do comedy yeah when i did stand up uh yeah we'd go like you had a monday you had the monday show on lock for a while for yep. that, and then there was the, there was the Wednesday show, the Thursday show, occasional Friday shows. Oh, shout out to Jeb Show! Got some guests. Promo coming soon. Some fucking some good guests, and it'll be a good time. Um, fucking remember Fastbacks? N- yet yeah, no. Yeah, remember there was Chris Jules. It was me, you, Ryan, and Jeremy Shear. <gasps> And it was in that fucking, yeah, it was in that place in Brook Park that had a fucking, Yusuf Ali was there. Oh, God. Oh, God. It was that place in Brook Park that looked like it used to be a strip club. I thought I left and didn't tell jokes. I thought I just had like a couple beers and dipped. I don't think so. I think you stuck around because I remember them. uh, That was a while ago. The lesbian ladies accosted me. They tried to get you in their boudoir? Well, because this one lady was talking on her phone super loud. And I was just like, hey. Hey, shut the fuck up. Like, take it outside. I I didn't even say it that rude. I just was like. I pointed it out, but then all five of them just started talking shit to me. And I think I somehow subdued it. Well, Rustin, if you were going to take a picture of some bitches that were yelling at you, mm-hmm. why <laughs> would you do that? <laughs> no, um, Rustin, I feel like since you're here, I'm like a memory maker. My whole thing about photography and the, and, and my, is, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too like, like into theory. But I think you know the difference between. It's a theory. I know. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say like the reason. I don't like the part of uh, pr- photography that's pretentious. Yeah. You know, but the part of. But, but it's unavoidable. It is. You know, like I've studied photography uh, in depth, and so you know y- y- that makes you ask yourself, why are you doing this? Yeah. And for me, it's all about you know I call the camera like a nostalgia engine. You know, what you're doing is taking a slice of time and recording it for later consumption. And so if that's what you're doing, if you're generating content and taking it out of the timeline of real time to be looked at later, then it should be important in some way. So it should either be, you know, emotionally evocative to a viewer or it should... uh, at, you know who's a stranger, or it should yeah, be because meaningful your whole to... medium is based on well, every every like all the mediums we do are based on what spoken the spoken word baby reaction is going to be. Well, you want someone to have an experience, yeah. you know, yeah, and absolutely. and you should have uh, a sense of the choices you're making and their effect on the image and their effect on the audience. What's the hardest part about taking a picture? I think you asked him that last time. Did I? Probably. Well, not everyone wants their picture taken. And if you want to take a picture of somebody, then you have to either convince them to be comfortable with you or you just have to wait or for them. Surprise them. Yeah. Or you have to kidnap them and get them down in your, your window Well, that's seat. a strategy. I'm not really... Uh, that's not the school of uh, thought that I... <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. Fuck a Papa Doc. Fuck a clock. Fuck everybody. 
Oh, sorry. I was doing eight mile. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always, uh, I always look at everything I've done in some sort of microscope like that, where it's just, why are you doing it? What reason? And I would say, like, and I don't think you have to have a reason why, yeah. but I think it's important to ask but I think the question if have, why. If you have the question why, you definitely have a reason. Like I remember when, like I was thinking about the band thing, and I was doing the band, and someone asked me, it "Was like, well, what is this?" Like everybody thought my songs had like some sort of meaning to them, like lyrics wise. They do. All your songs are about white women. No, they're no, all your songs a, about white women. All your songs about white women. Yeah. Mine's, How'd you guys know? You mine's were mostly tell? about Satan. Oh, that's weird. But like that was thing, I was in a apocalyptic. Well, the us all. I was in apocalyptic imagery. The devil's with us all. He's in me. I was in apocalyptic imagery, shit like that, and like <laughs> I read, I read a bunch of stories and stuff, and I like that kind and of all shit. that. Yeah, Dante's I wrote a song about an like octopus and uh, or zombies and shit like that. Like, yeah, it didn't really make zombies sense. Zombies coming. But like, I wrote songs that I wanted to hear. That was the whole reason for it. It was like I want to hear math rock songs that sound like this. Sure. We have to please, you know, and part of it is pleasing yourself as yeah. an audience, and part of it, people who are like, who cares what they think? I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Yeah, no, I, mean, I don't. And I'm not saying you need to pander, but you should at least like have a concept of the something. audience's experience. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you need to like give them what they want, but you should know that like people yeah, are going to have a I reaction. Have a sweet set of lyrics doesn't mean that I'm yeah. going to put like I just any instrumental over it, like. Or vice versa. Like, I got a sweet instrumental, but I'm not going to do trash. Like, I'm going to really work on it because I want somebody exactly. to I'm, like it. And if I take a gritty photo of somebody, you know, people are going to like it. People might not like it. People might hate that person, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, but like, I'm just interested in getting that picture How, of that What's person. that like? Because so I was talking to Laura about it, and then she's got uh, she's got that John dude from the block oh, yeah. shop. And he turned out to be a fucking piece of work. Uh-oh. You know, people, the most interesting looking people... Sometimes are not good people. The, the best people. Well, he was always like a pretty mellow dude, and then, then uh, there's all. So this is what I believe. I believe white people as a collective in 2015 oh, and 16, teach brother, decided to just say fuck it. We'll see how far we can get with this. Yeah, like legitimately, that's. Yeah. Come over here. I want to put, grab your pussy between my thumb and forefinger. Yeah, like it's it's it was it was insane. I started seeing like people from high school. Like, that's when I started noticing shit like that again. Was And sorry, to aside from the photography thing. Oh, it's fine. But You do yeah. that all the time. It's fine. I know I do it all the time. I'm sorry. But I love you still. Well, I have to be honest. I'm always surprised when any artist is um, conservative. Because yeah. I feel like... I think you can be conservative about things, but... Sure, like, but I think when you... Like, like, like to be wholly subscribed to say, oh, I, I don't... Well, because being an artist is all about, like, looking and investigation and introspection and, like, this this discovery of something of not only your own perspective, but I think another person. Yes, exactly. You know, it's all about like learning about, uh, how to aesthetically appreciate the world around you and its complexities. And so when people are like really closed down, uh, in their opinions who are artists, I'm always very confused by that because if you have, uh, if you're interested in investigation, the avant-garde thing to do is now, maybe that's what it is, but I feel like, and I don't, you know, just in my experience, the people who are the most like that are painters because they have a very specific view yeah. of the world that they're mm-hmm. depicting, you know. And then, um, I mean, this a lot is of musicians like that too. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just always surprised to find like a closed-minded artist because I don't know how, especially if they're successful, because that's like I don't understand how what they're do able mean? to make work with that headset. I do. 
I'm a closed-minded individual. Are you? Yeah, man. I know what I like. I know what I want. And God damn it, what's going on inside of this big old egg I got up here is all a product of that. I feel like some people can create their own world. And in that world, they can create all this imagery and see these things that inspire them on, like, from just what they accept. You know what I mean? That's not a, a, a ludicrous idea to me. But I think that... Yeah, but to be widely renowned... To be, I mean, sometimes the most widely renowned people are inside their own motherfucking heads so bad you never know what Kanye is really about. Kanye West, Bill Murray is a great example of that. What is Bill Murray like? No one fucking knows. He, no one knows what Bill Murray likes. It's the Bob Seeholzer of Hollywood. Bobby Seesaw, <laughs> introverted genius. Bobby Seesaw. Yeah, he texted me the other day with a new sketch idea that I think is great. Bob's funny, All Bob man. does I can't is wait hits. to work on that. All he does is hits. Pizza Money show is coming up at the end of the month, too. We should probably is get it? to work. Yeah, third, we're doing a Halloween show. All right. When Jeb is, show when the sex confirmed. Pizza Money, the. We can later. redact this conversation. I'm but. not redacting shit out of this. It's going up tonight. It's some hot money. Hot pizza money. But no, no, I see. I see where you're at, though, with like, I've always felt weird about that. Like, because I had a, one of the drummers that I worked with, he was somewhat conservative. His name was Mifflin Bagario. Yeah, Mifflin Bagario. Real and, piece uh, of work. That like I remember, I heard the, but it's always weird because it's like you assume. I think with musicians, it's less weird because you're ego just, involved. I think. Yeah, you like have to be kind of. You have to be like when I was. You're the instrument. When I was in the band, I was like, I wrote this song, and it's like you know, I, I definitely had a vision and stuff. Like that's like you said, painters they always have a vision. I always had a vision for a song that I wanted to write, but like, but yeah, with people like artists and comedians, comedians especially, I always find it weird to, I don't find it weird to run into a conservative comedian. I run it, I find it weird to run into a conservative comedian that's funny. Like if someone's funny and they turn out to be conservative, always blows my mind. I've said it before, I'll say it again. When, when people, white people stop smoking weed, they turn into Republicans. They do. That's how it works, man. That's why they're legalizing it here. And John Kasich is being a tight little bitch about it. He's like, oh, no, my voters. What am I going to do? They're going to get back on the dope and realize the year of their ways. Expand your mind. I Open think up your bullshit. fucking decalcify your pineal gland, you fucking worms. They need to drop all the weed charges from people. Then I think They're not the going to do that. They're not going to do that. They're not going to Hey, man, if fucking, Seattle did it, we can do it. We can do it, but it's Name the fucking look shit. at where we're at. Like, we're we're, fucking, what are they going to do with all that good money? Everyone jail? around us right now is probably You know what should Trump. happen? When, I should be able, when they legalize <laughs> the weed, I should be able to go to every police department in fucking Ohio and fucking get Freedom of Information Act weed out of the goddamn evidence locker. How about that? Bet they bet you never thought your little brother get weed out of the evidence locker. Bet you never thought your little brother get weed out of the evidence locker. You know, I never thought my little brother would get weed out of the evidence locker. He did. No, I think that I just think that's a bullshit thing. It's it's, trash. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks that all these like fucking. It's gonna be just like the same thing when uh, when when uh, suburban kids gentrified the ghettos and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna open this beach." Those aren't bar kids, in the hood. man. Those are motherfucking grown ass adults. Well, they were kids with when good I was. Jobs. They were the same age as me when they were opening a business. I've said it on this program before. We always talk about the same things on the show. And I was at ABC, and the fucking cook comes out of the back and he goes, "Man, remember when it was just us?" And I go, "Motherfucker, no, I don't. I'm from the suburbs." <laughs> but I knew what he meant. Like I knew exactly what he meant, and it's like, yeah. There's no reason for the be uh, for there to be a four hundred thousand dollar house in fucking what Ohio I like to call City. murder town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like 
There's no reason for fucking one of my friends to live across the street from one of the most popping little sidebars in town, and his car gets stolen out of his driveway. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't Absolutely. make any fucking sense. His car deserves to get stolen. No, this is a good man. It's a good friend. I do not care. <laughs> He's gonna be on the podcast. You can say that to his face. I dare. You. I will. <laughs> I say your car you deserves to get stolen. You're gonna love this shit. guy. You're gonna love this. Guy. I know, but I'm gonna still tell him his car deserves to get stolen. Why would you say that? Why? Because. Whatever. That's like fucking. That's, no that's what happens. That's you know what happens. That's what happens vehicle. when you move. We, that's what happens when you move to an upscale part of the ghetto. Of which I can't believe that. I said that. Wilson, once you're on foot, man, you don't fuck with a man's vehicle, baby. I don't fuck with a vehicle, but I know. I know when. Where's the? I know where the hood is. Still, don't we all? Exactly. So it's I'm right not dumb 29th. enough. <laughs> Why the fuck do you think I live in Lakewood? Because even if I had a car, the motherfucker wouldn't get stolen. So it's quiet over here at night. I, I remember that. I remember the time I was robbed at gunpoint. You got robbed at gunpoint? Mm-hmm. Spill. By the Agora. Oh, See? shit. Good. It was my fault. I should have been walking around the neighborhood after an hour. You know, you were dressed like you were begging for it. I had a Carhartt jacket on. They didn't <laughs> steal the my camera. Up, James. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I had I had two cameras on me, and he didn't notice those. And so I, I hashtag blessed. Until you stripped. Neither my friend and I, neither of us had any cash. I don't have any cash. And he just threw our wallets on the ground, like, and he said, uh, "God's on y'all side tonight," or something like that. Oh, see, I'm rob proof. I don't know what it is. You're scary looking. You walk well, like we were a too dr- man. Well, we were too drunk. Like, uh, uh, I think it's my eyes. Everyone's like, "Oh, he's on heroin." <laughs> he's on heroin. <laughs> he got shit. I'm on cheer wine. You know, if you got your fast walk on though, it's like that guy's on crack. I can see you that. walk like a spaghetti man. I don't know if you knew this about yourself. Yeah, no. Your arms just dangle. <laughs> <laughs> Your arms just hey, that that Wilson's a real dangler. He's a dangler. I swear to God, I've been driving home from like you're like I'm out, and then you like leave LVT on foot, and then I'm like, man, I'm I'm leaving. And then like back when we lived like in the same side of town, I'd be driving, and, and like I picked you up a couple times, when I was like. Look, and I was like, who the fuck is this weird walking motherfucker right? Oh, that's Wilson. I'm like Puerto Rican beep, beep. Slenderman. <laughs> yep. You are, dude. It's creepy. Your legs look way longer when you're walking. Are you home? Are you home? I'm already here. You sound like... I'm sorry. No, see, my issue with that is... is when I say deserves, you sound like Soundwave. Nobody deserves bad shit to happen to him. <laughs> no one but does. Except when, whites. When you don't... True. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't fucking, like, look at the area you're living in regardless. Like, I, I just think it's... Obliviousness is a problem. Find a way, yeah, I'm trying to find a way to articulate my thought, but... I see what you're it's, saying. It's just no, like, I mean, uh, like, my friend... Here's a good description, I think, that'll help your uh, thing. Fucking... My friend Beth is about to close on a house, right? And before she found this Shout house, out. which is right by where Bobby Seesaw lives, which is a nice neighborhood. Yeah, it's a nice neighborhood. Safest houses. That's a safer end of, like, a, a, a weird part of town. However... She was looking at a house over on the other side of West Boulevard. And I go, she was like, I'm going to look at it tomorrow. I was like, have you been over there? She's like, no. I was like, go over there tonight. <laughs> Don't go over there tonight. <laughs> In your car. She didn't. And she's not getting that house. So you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I was, she like thought about it. She was like, fuck, I guess that probably. It's like when terrifying. I was in high school and I had, I heard about kids moving to the area of town I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I heard this one girl who I was crushing on at the time. She's like, she, she got a house on 50. She had that booty or no? She had, yes. She had, <laughs> yes. yes. She had a. She was getting a spot on East Fifty Fifth, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Why would you do that?" Like my cousins still live there, and I go over there and I hang out, right? But I'm not gonna live there. Wasn't there just a house got burnt down over there recently, and then like they cut to it in the news, and it was like these white niggas standing out there, like, hmm, I don't believe it. 
<laughs> I was like, what are you doing over there? Well, it was funny, too, because then she just got robbed a whole bunch. I'd see on Facebook, it's like, just got robbed again. I'm like, well, because you're Surprise, surprise, bitch. Because you're a white girl going to fucking Cleveland Institute of Art. Going bitch, you on live Institute. on Kinsman. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> you like, never I get the there. rent's cheap and it's close to school, but no. I don't go over there during the motherfucking day. I, I look like the guy's going to rob your ass. So I took my glasses off and just walked around over there. Nobody would fuck with me. But with them on, nigga, give me your money. Flint has that story about how he got robbed one time. How? Who the fuck would rob Flint? He gets fucked with. That's what happens when you live out It's because he has on a fur coat most of the time. <laughs> Shout out to David Flint. He's a big, he's a big, get, big dude. dude. And I, I'm, that's what's like, when you're big like that, like you're a big dude, like him or me, like if we were walking down the street and someone came to rob us, like we're going to die. It's like, oh, I'm going to get shot now because. You're well, shit. Sure. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to fight you, nigga. I'm going to shoot you well, to death. When I got robbed, it was me and my friend who's also my height. And it's just two giant white boys in the hood. But you're white. It's different. You're right. You got no fight. You're fighting. Yeah, Cora, you're technically just in doubt. Russell, you could be walking down the street with a woman. I'd grab her hand and be like, get out of here, nigga. And you would just scuttle away. <laughs> so aggressive. And get out of here, nigga. You would scuttle off. I don't think I would. And she'd be like, yeah, Rustin, get out of here. Well, if she said, okay, I mean, I gotta listen to the lady, you know? <laughs> I gotta give this bitch what she want. <laughs> with consent. Excuse me, young lady. Excuse me, I'm with her. Shut up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, he makes yeah. a good point. We never got we never got bothered, but we were always in groups. It was always like cousins and friends. I'll tell, man, when everybody wants to We always to fuck used to play baseball. Everybody knew us we would play baseball. I'll tell you like this. Nobody wants to fuck with me for whatever reason, but when they try it, I tell them just like this. I say, motherfucker, you want to meet the mountain? Come on, go ahead. <laughs> and then my demons come out. I'm like, like, I got scared. I got scared. That doesn't make, I'm like, that doesn't terrifying. make any. That doesn't make a lick of sense. You looked, you looked, <laughs> you looked me in the eye. <laughs> man, nigga, shut up. Pow, pow. Oh, oh, oh. And they were See, never heard from wanna, again. Like, I don't want to get robbed, but I feel like in the interesting moment that I do, it's like I wouldn't even be brave about it. I'd just be too tired. Nigga, I, wish I wish somebody would. I wish somebody would. I'd be too tired. I'm like, whatever, man. If, what are you whatever. Doing? I have no cash on Yeah, me. long side. <sighs> Audible side. Here's my wallet. I'm canceling my cards on yeah. my phone. Only one of those cards works, and the rest of them are novelty. If there's a 20 in there, you can have it. If, hey, if you lick this one, you might get a good time. Out. If you're pulling yeah. the gun out, you might as well yeah. shoot me. I finally have health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> not, you know not what? Here. There's a book of stamps in there. So That'll get you somewhere. But I mean, if you do it here. You can send some letters. Have you ever been on the other end of a gun when it's been fired? I know. I've just. <laughs> not the other end. I've been on the other end of a gun. I've never been on the receiving end of a gun. I have. It was a Mac 10 in my face. Yeah, I still Mac remember 10. that guy's face. Motherfucker, that was a Draco. I've never, yeah, I've never had a gun in my face. Draco's really jerk a lot, so you have a good chance of only really getting shot once. Well, I was like, well, neither of us have any money. Should I? Should we try to fight this guy? No, we shouldn't. He has a gun, and we don't. That's why you always carry a knife with you now, huh? Yeah. I would like. Why do you is feel that like, the go-to for yeah. uh, for people? Because a knife, is and it's always like it's always like tall white dudes that have knives. No, everybody has knives now. Everyone I don't have, have a knife. knife. I know a lot of people. I take knives. a knife when I ride the bike at night. Because I don't want to take. My well, because nobody really notices what you're doing by your wallet. If you're getting your yeah. wallet, it's right near your knife, and so you can then get stabby. 
But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think anyone really, like, people that carry around knives, they don't really contemplate what it's like to fucking stab they have someone. a person, yeah. It's terrifying. Like, it's like punching somebody. And they, it doesn't hurt no, them right away. No, it's not like right punching away. somebody. Punching somebody. I can it's Punching somebody is easy. I punched somebody before. You know what's going to happen that's when you simple. punch them. Like, it's going to hurt you. Like it's going to hurt it's them. It's going to hurt them. And you guys are going to punch each other until one of you fall falls down. Falls down. The knife but, is like... Oh if shit! If you stab someone, you like, stab somebody one time, you got to think about that. You're like, "Am I gonna do this again?" Well, he had a knife gun to my face. He had a gun to your face, but you're gonna pull out a knife. That's called no, no, no. I didn't have a knife. I didn't have a knife that time. It just it gives you the little confidence in your. St- it gives it you a little hurt. pep in your step. Um, but they, like when you, and it's a short knife. It's a part, you know, that, like, it's like a it's gun, a Leatherman. You know, it's not yeah. it's not crazy. Yeah. They say that guns though are so impersonal. Like it takes nothing to pull a trigger. Like, yeah. But if you're gonna stab someone, like you stab them, and then you get blood on your hands, and it's like, oh my that god, that corny ass uh, phrase that probably four chan white dudes you like to use uh, from the Dark Knight. He's like, you know, I like using knives. <laughs> You get all the precious little moments. <laughs> That's sick, and that was a great statement by the Joker. He's like that was a great. That was a great Joker. I think Joker. fucking Joaquin Phoenix is gonna murder the fuck out of it, though. Dude, he's already got the face cuts. He's gonna be perfect for Dude, it. Dude, yeah. <laughs> no. Did you see? Did you see the fucking uh, the? That was good. The trial reel? No. I saw the Tommy Wiseau trial though. Hello, nurse. That was great. Dude, you got to see the fucking because this movie's getting be so it's it's a it's a prequel, right? It's a it's an origin story of the Joker. Oh, it's a yeah. Joker story. So it's and a, he's a he's a, like he's like a failing comedian in the eighties. Of 80s. course, yeah, romantic comedy. A failing comedian in the eighties, and it's Scorsese Shut is up. producing it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Reloaded. It's. Well, you know, Batman's the only good DC property. No. Joaquin Phoenix. No, it isn't. Rustin, don't even get me started on this. DC does me started. You know I'm going to wind you up about DC. DC is kind of soft as baby shit. No, it is not. No, it's not. They're the only ones. They're the only ones between Marvel and DC. Who has murder mysteries? Marvel? No, Marvel never has murder mysteries. All it is is like, all right, we got some big event. Let's, let's, let's. Figure out how we can cross over every superhero we have in our roster. For they did event. it spectacularly. They did it spectacularly one time in the 80s. What are you talking about? Yeah, Infinity Gauntlet came out in the 80s. It was a cri- It was a copycat of Crisis on Infinite Earths, which DC did. Trash. No, it was amazing. I've never heard of either one of those pieces of garbage. Yeah, well, that's because you don't do your research, James. Listen, I have a computer. Be a better journalist. I am a goddamn journalist! Be a better journalist. I only like to report on things that are dope as fuck, so that slipped my mind. Well, excuse me for having a knack Crisis for Americana. Crisis on Infinite is good, I hear. Pull this car so I can beat this nigga's ass. Superman holds his dead cousin's body in his arms. I just Superman doesn't have couple. a cousin, nigga. He's yes, he does. child. Kara L. Carol? Who cares? Kara L. Superman, yeah. super he'll, he'll just super fly around. The, he'll just fly around real fast and turn time back. It'll be fine. No, Everyone's that's fine. the Flash. Flash is the only one who turned time back. He tried to Superman do that. Superman turned back time in the fucking. He tried to do that in Infinite Crisis and he died. He died. Barry Allen died in Infinite Crisis. He's trying to turn. No one knows who that is. Exactly. Everybody knows who Barry Allen is. Nobody knows who Barry Allen is because nobody likes DC. Everybody likes DC. Nobody likes. You read a comic book. Yes. Nobody likes DCU. No, nobody likes the DCEU. You guys, I'll tell you what we can do. We can solve this once and for all at these devils on Twitter. (laughs) That's right. Send your replies at these devils. Wilson, before we go, what are your closing statements about how DC is? If you don't know (laughs) shit about comic books, don't talk shit about comic books. I have the first solo Batman since 1949 at my parents' house for six I got spawn number one. 
Spawn. Image Comics is great. But James, I also have the uh, entire. You don't give a fuck about comics. Nigga, I you don't know the, what I used to do back in '96. I have, I have I all the Akira. Back in '96, about I have all the Marvel release Akiras. Listen, do you Dark have? Horse. Do you have the motherfucking? Not the color ones. Do you have ones. the fucking uh, uh, the fucking Spider-Man versus Wolverine fucking first edition? No, nigga, I do. I know about comic books. Yeah, but you don't know about comic books in an expanded universe. Yeah, only sweet only Marvel, Marvel comic books, not yeah. DC fucking labels. Marvel's shitty-ass writing. That's why they can't sell comics right now. It's all about the pictures for me, my guy. I'm storming out. <laughs> and as Wilson storms out, we reach to Rustin for his final words. Rustin, for all those little photographers out there taking photographs, mm-hmm. give him a shot. Wilson stormed out. I'm sorry, friend. That's a Wolverine of him. It is. <laughs> He's storming out. Stop Wolverine! Keep on, keep on shooting. Wait, with a camera. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Train guns for cameras. Cameras for guns. No, no, no. Shoot film, not guns. Shoot guns, not film. Shoot. Oh, I did. I did backwards. Sorry, everyone. That's it for us here on Teach These Devils. Thank you to Rustin McCann, super producer. Thank you, Wilson Chavo Rivera, for storming back in. Yeah. What? What do you want to cop to? Say Marvel's the best. No. Say it, bitch. No. Because you know it's true in your heart of hearts. No. DC sells more comic books. That's this where the media matters. That's why your mom's never going to fucking help. That's why the media matters. That's why the media matters. I'm going to call your That's mom. That's where the media her. matters. That's where the media matters. I'm going to call That's your mom and tell her that fucking... You love Marvel now, and she's going to run over and hug you. Anyway. No, I like comic books as a whole. It's not a battle between DC and Marvel. You I do like think DC has like better content. You like comic books like you, a hoe. He's got like, he's got like Sega better, too. This nigga loves Sega. He's got a Nintendo right now. <laughs> How dare you? Why don't you go eat an ass? I would love to. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm sure. Yum, yum. Uh-uh. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Good night. Thanks, Rustin. Thank you. Thanks, Wilson. <laughs>